What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. Here we are helping Christians learn to reason soundly, to think, to reason like God, to uh, think Christianly. Right, Pastor Brandon? Amen. To think God's thoughts after Him. Mm, I like it. Um, God is truth, and we are His children. We must learn to recognize truth, and along with that, recognize error, error, problems that are along the way. Uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. Just a quick reminder, you can find this on anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Amazon Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, Deezer, which none of you listen to it on Deezer, um, Spotify, all those different places. Um, and if you are listening to us in any one of those feeds, we'd ask you to give us a five-star review, even if you hate it. Um, I don't think any of you hated it, though, because you're listening. So, well, we're just starting. And we have just begun, that's true. So uh, the more reviews we get, the higher in the search results things go, and uh, the more listeners that we can um, recruit, brainwash, I mean, um, help along the way. <laughs> So today we're talking about logical fallacies, right, Pastor Brandon? We've been talking yeah. about this a little bit. We're we're trying to help people learn how to think, reason, um, logic well, like Christians. That's right. That's right. Yes, um, we're going to be talking about fallacies on many of the episodes. Fallacies are a form of, of faulty thinking, uh, an unsound argument, mm -hmm. a lie. Mm -hmm. I mean, Satan is the father of fallacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fallacies mm -hmm. are constantly being published and propagated to us through the media, mm -hmm. and we have to learn to reason well. We need to be able to discern. Right. We need to be able to, to spot fallacies and not come to conclusions with fallacious arguments. Right. Well, what's interesting I've learned, so as a kid, whenever I was going through school, um, in our uh, civics classes and stuff like that, you actually learned about propaganda. Um, and the, the methods of it. And this was not long ago. You know, I was probably, what, 90, 93, 94, 95, somewhere sure, in there sure. where we were learning those different kind of things. But now I, I, it's not taught anymore. You don't necessarily learn about different types of communications. It just happens around you. <laughs> well, when the truth of an absolute God was thrown out and mm. moral subjectivism, moral relativism began to grow in eminence, and today it's been replaced with a new form of, of fundamentalism. There is a new law a new truth mm. that everyone must bow to. Mm -hmm. So in light of that, um, it's power is the only thing that determines truth. Mm. Even the power to lie, the power to, to deceive. So mm -hmm. media is almost exclusively propaganda at this point. They mm -hmm. no longer believe in truth. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. media, for example, is, is no longer positioned as arbiters of truth or, or watchdogs to right. keep uh, powerful people in check. Right. No, now they are... They actually work for the, yes, the other guy. exclusively yeah. propagandists, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and any and all reasons to the contrary are very often just censored off the platform. That's right. We're going to learn in this uh, podcast, not only in this episode, but in all the episodes, to reason well. The art and science of reason is called logic, and, and this is simply mm -hmm. um, Christian logic. Mm -hmm. And of course, all logic is Christian, for logic originates from the very attributes of God himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we're mm -hmm. trying to teach Christians how to be more Christian, how to love God with all their mind, Amen. how to think his thoughts after him. Amen. And it starts with recognizing, spotting, and defending against fallacy. Fallacy. So what's mm -hmm. a fallacy? Well, a fallacy is it's faulty thinking, unsound okay. arguments, a lie. Well, I mean, if we turn to the, the book of Genesis, when Satan addresses Eve, we read the earliest fallacies. Okay. I mean, okay. he's the father of fallacy. Right. 
Right. He um, commits multiple fallacies just in his little uh, conversation with Eve there. And maybe we'll do a whole show on those on those particular fallacies. That would actually be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? But yeah, yeah but, but right there in, in the early part of Genesis, we have the first lies, the first use of faulty reasoning, faulty mm. arguments. And Eve, well, she didn't have this podcast. She was not trained <laughs> in the art and science of reasoning well. So we don't want to make that mistake again. We want to not be gullible, not be naive, not be dupes for propagandists. Right. We want to be able to spot the fallacy. Right. And I do want to take a moment and uh, plug the academy right now while we're talking about this because our kids, you know, uh, attend Christchurch Academy, which is a a private school located on the north side of Lafayette uh, here in Acadiana. Um, Very affordable. Very. In fact, I think it's probably the most affordable private Christian education that is around um, in the Acadiana area. Um, But they're taught this from like I think logic class starts in what sixth grade, junior high. That's right. Yeah, they they're taught these principles and ideas from like junior high, and I've I've heard stories of the logic class, like the kids are just calling out the fallacies as we're reading through the news articles at the time. I think that's fantastic. My kids are learning how to discern these different pieces and think well from such a young age. I'm playing catch up. You know, I'm that's 35. Right. That's right. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get these skills now. Well, God is logical. God is orderly, mm. and we are called to imitate God. To the best of our ability. And so that's what all of this is about. We teach uh, junior high students how to do this because junior high students love to argue. That's right. So why not equip them to argue well? Amen. Amen. And so today we're looking at one particular fallacy, one that I think has come up quite a bit in Christendom, in the life of our own church, in my own personal experience, and that's Mm -hmm. the genetic fallacy. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about this one not too long ago. Yeah, the genetic fallacy. Cue music. (laughs) <laughs> the genetic fallacy needs some. <laughs> it needs some uh, intro music. Like clown cars. <laughs> yes. The genetic fallacy is one of, of Satan's many um, ministers. It is legion. It is Beelzebub. It is one of the many lies that Satan tells. And, and, the, and name, it, the name kind of points to what it is, right? The genetic fallacy. So yeah. it's, it's like a fallacy based on where the information comes from, yeah, not so right. much what it says. Right? Also called fallacy of origins. Oh, right. okay, okay. It's a species of uh, the genus of fallacies called the fallacies of irrelevance. Oh, wow, there's a genus. Yeah. All right. There's All right. multiple types of or genuses of fallacies, and, wow. uh, and this is a species of that one type. Um, the fallacy of irrelevance. That's impressive. Okay. And so what the genetic fallacy basically is, is when a statement or an inference or an opinion is not judged on its own merit right, or in its own context, but instead is just rejected or accepted based on where it came from. Mm. And, you know, I think that people, we probably do this tens, if not hundreds of times a day. Oh, well, so-and-so said that? Oh, okay. Well, I'm, yeah. Well, no. and, and it's not bad in every single situation. It's not always a fallacy to ask, well, who said that? Where did it come from? Where mm. are the origins? Because honestly, we don't have enough time to verify everything. Right. We don't have right. enough time to verify every opinion, every inference, every statement. Sure. And so oftentimes we do a shortcut and we verify through, well, who said it? I tend to believe them. I trust them. I'll go ahead and receive this. But what I want to make this, this point clear mm. is that while we can tentatively receive it, We can't close down on it with absolute certainty, Mm -hmm. nor can we reject it with absolute certainty Mm. simply because we found out who said it first or who discovered it or where it was published. But what if I don't like them? Well, that's where the genetic fallacy becomes very 
um, successful <laughs> in that it allows people who um, are emotional about a particular author or mm-hmm. emotional about a particular source or movement or nation mm-hmm. when they, they can quickly dismiss or quickly accept or quickly accept that's right based on whether or not it fits with their tribal um, mm. preferences right 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 so this is the danger of it the genetic fallacy often sounds like well who said that who said that first mm. where did you hear that where did you learn that what book did you read what book did you read mm. who is the editor the publisher the author mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. did you read that now these are all important questions when we are not going to take the time to verify Mm. when we're not going to think through a subject and Mm. we want to quickly accept or quickly dismiss. Mm. But when we are learning the art and science of reasoning well, Mm -hmm. we take our time to accept or reject. And you do the work. You do the work. Mm -hmm. You check the Bible verses. Mm -hmm. You see, if the source or if the statement has the Bible verses attached to it, has the evidence, it's trying to be open with you and transparent, giving you the option to do your homework. Mm -hmm. But mm-hmm. if you refuse to do your homework, you refuse to verify, and you just quickly accept or quickly dismiss, mm-hmm. full, total, close mind on it, mm-hmm. well, then you have um, fallen prey to the genetic fallacy. Right, yeah. And I see this in direct proportion to um, the age of the hearer or the age of the arguer, I would say. Like, the, especially today, under, like, 30-ish under, um, are very prone to this particular this particular train of thought. Well, I, this is a part of my cause, or this is from my camp, therefore I accept, or I don't like this person, therefore I reject. Uh-oh, COVID cough. Uh-oh, oh, no, sir, no, sir. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I find a lot of, the well, majority of maybe the older folks in generations past, or at least in current climates, seem to not have to deal with this particular thing as much. Or maybe it's just because I'm mostly around younger people. That could very well be it, too. Well, we would have to take time to verify that. Oh. <laughs> now, you are the source. Well done. You are the originator of that statement, that proposition, and mm. I trust you generally, and that oh. sounds generally Anecdotally. good. Anecdotally. And, and, you've, and you've given some experience as uh, mm. evidence of that. Mm. I think mm. that makes for great discussion. All right. You're not, about, you're not asking to be put on trial. For that particular statement, definitely not. It's just an inference <laughs> or an opinion based on experience. That, yeah, that's 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 perfectly good and fine. I think so for sure. I think as tribalism increases, sectarianism increases, mm-hmm. as the belief that there is no absolute truth, but that my tribe is um, writing its own narrative, mm-hmm. declaring with power its own truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to see more and more and more of this. Mm. Every th- single thought must be traced back to its origins to determine whether or not it is to be excommunicated, whether mm. or not it is anathema, mm. or whether or not it is orthodoxy. Yeah, and we can obviously see like the huge importance that this, this whole idea of thinking Christianly can't just be embraced by two or three people. This needs to be the, the church as a whole. The church as a whole. If we're going to have a Christian thinking culture, right. we need to understand this way. But right. Just think about it this way. God doesn't give one tribe all the grace. Right, right. Nor does he perfect any one sect or one tribe or one denomination or one church. Mm. He spreads his gifts and grace out so that we might together work towards more unity. Mm. But if we quickly dismiss with the genetic fallacy... Mm. We, or we quickly accept without doing our homework, without verification, anything and everything that our sect says, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, then we can't work towards unity. Mm-hmm. We're assuming we're already in perfection. 
But the, the biblical model is that we're not striving for perfection today. We're striving to be headed in the same direction. Mm. And so we must be able to read people from other camps, other tribes. Mm. We must be able to receive truth wherever it is said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I read something that is true from Mahatma Gandhi, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who was certainly no Christian, right? if it's true, it's true. If it's true, it's God's truth. Mm. Amen. Regardless Amen. of who said it or where it originated or what movement might have used it as a slogan, right. et cetera. Right. right. I like that. That's good. All right. Amen. Who said it may be relevant in determining its truth if it's unverifiable, and all we can do is trust or not trust, but we still cannot know at that point unless we verify. And mm-hmm. we do not verify by asking, well, who said that first? Right. It's irrelevant. So it is a fallacy mm-hmm. of irrelevance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? It makes sense. I like now, it. why would someone reason? Why would someone resort to this sort of a quick dismissal? What would be some of the reasons why someone might be quick to do this? Well, you said it already earlier, at least yeah. one of them, but maybe they don't have time. Yeah, they just don't have time to verify, or they just don't care. Or that. Or maybe they're just intellectually lazy. Also they're lazy, or, you know, they, we, we're not uh, omniscient, omnipotent creatures. Mm. We all sort of have to pick our thing. Mm. You know, if we're going to solve the problems of this world, let's make a giant list and pick the juiciest one. You know, we, we, <laughs> right. we can't all pick all. Right. You know, right. some people might be willing to fight for the cause of abortion. Mm. Well, they don't have time to, to reason through all of, the, um, all of the arguments as it pertains to soteriology. Right. I mean, we all have our particular callings. Mm. And mm-hmm. so sometimes we just don't have the time or the desire to verify, and we just remain open-minded about something. Mm. Mm-hmm. But what we can't do is just, oh, well, they said that. Oh, you read that. Oh, you've been reading that. It must be wrong. I'm emotionally upset now, and I resist it, and I dismiss it. Right. We right. must remain open-minded and yeah. then do our homework. Right. I agree. Right. Some things, I, sometimes I think people uh, miss a lot because they are quick to dismiss. Mm-hmm. They emotionally dismiss, or they emotionally just swallow the whole thing without any critical analysis, without ever doing their own homework. Right. Right. And what if you just quickly dismiss something that you, your pastor has told you? Right. Someone who's been ordained, duly ordained by God. To watch over you, to care for you, and you're just like, well, I don't like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this alone. I'm done with that. Yeah, that would, that would be bad. You've been reading <laughs> books by a male chauvinist pig author, and <laughs> so everything you say is suspect. Now I dismiss all of it. Yeah, not good, not no. good. No, and that happens often. So, yeah. um, examples. Maybe you can think of a few. Where did you read that? Mm. Where did that idea come from? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like Catholic teaching. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go again with your Catholic teaching. Right, right. Well, Catholics aren't all wrong. Nobody's all wrong. Sure, sure. Right? What do they say? Even a broken clock is right two times a day. <laughs> That's right. Even a blind right. squirrel finds a nut occasionally. Mm-hmm. If it's true, it's true. That's right. And if it's true, it's God's truth. That's like right. That. That's right. That. I'm going to put that away. The origin of it away. is irrelevant. Mm. Well, you're wearing a wedding ring. That's true. I am. I'm surprised. I didn't know you were into chauvinism, <laughs> sexism, <laughs> and patriarchy. But you know that the, uh, the origins of a wedding ring is when um, husbands used to shackle up their wives so that they couldn't be delivered from their bondage. <laughs> From their slavery. 
But we live in more progressive times, and I am surprised that you, of all people, would wear such a thing. I can see it right there on your hand. That's true. You. It's very fancy. Sexist pig. (laughs) You see, what have I done there? I have um, jumped to conclusions. Mm -hmm. I have uh, closed my mind Mm -hmm. on certain statements and certain opinions and inferences without examining the merits of the thing itself in the context of the thing itself. Mm -hmm. I haven't asked you your motives. And if you had done that, you would actually learn that my wife bought me this. (laughs) And she bought it to me. She gave it to me because she was like, here, it's. This is fancy. Even there you go. I was like, just give me a cheap, ugly one. I don't care. And she was like, no, I'm going to get you a nice one. She surprised me. It was nice. It was very cool. That's I was right. That's right. So we have to examine something on the merits of, its, of itself in the context of itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have a Christmas tree? Well, don't you know that the Christmas tree has pagan organ origins? Organs. <laughs> even worse. Even worse. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. does birthday cake. Right. Right? Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Bonfires. <laughs> Just because some warlocks and witches danced around a bonfire 700 years ago doesn't mean that's why I'm having a bonfire. No. You, know, you mean ask the bonfire how he feels about being used. <laughs> no, we have to examine the thing itself on its own merits right. in its context. That, see, that's the key. Yeah. You can't examine something and determine the truth of something outside of its context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is all examples of the genetic fallacy. I like it. I mean, right. We can't dismiss a person who's practicing something that has unsavory origins. What doesn't have unsavory yeah, exactly. origins right now? Exactly. I'm actually trying to think of one. Oh, no, we had St. Patrick's Day for a little while, but now everybody gets righteously drunk and vomits in rivers and things like that. So yeah. that was that was a thing at one point. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. Well, the danger in the church, I think, and we've alluded to it already, is that we're going to have disagreements. We're Mm -hmm. not omniscient. Mm -hmm. We're Mm -hmm. not perfect. But if we refuse to hear the arguments thoroughly because Mm -hmm. we quickly dismiss them as originating from some other tribe, Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. can't work towards unity. We marginalize each other. We polarize each other. We polarize each other, demonize each other. We become echo chambers to ourselves. That's right. And the camp gets increasingly and increasingly smaller. Yeah, you find that it's just you, and nobody wants to have any disagreement with you or argument with you because you're not open. Mm -hmm. You're not open to anything unless it is something that confirms your already previously held biases. Right, right, right. If we are constantly engaged in the genetic fallacy, we cannot work toward more unity. Yeah, that's right. We have to examine the merits of a statement or of a proposition, opinion, or inference based on its own merits and its own context. Yeah. Is it, is it true? Is it true? Don't worry about anything else. Is it a true statement? Is it true? That's right. That's and that right. takes work and discipline and effort and study and a lot of things. Yes. Many and maybe you don't have time or, des- or the desire. That's fine, but keep an open mind. Yeah. Put it on the shelf. Save it for later. Yeah. But don't shut your mind on it. Don't right. dismiss it without having properly verified it with good, solid reasoning. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So we got a couple of uh, practicums, some Ooh. examples. All right. And um, I'll go ahead and state these things. And if you don't mind, you be the person who is guilty of the genetic fallacy, okay? Okay. You're, you're the person who has not been trained in the art and science of reasoning well. I'm the fallaceur. The Ooh. what? The fallaceur. I just made up a word. There you go. <laughs> you are a connoisseur of fallacies. You're like the you're the devil's advocate. Let's say. All it right, that let's way. go. I'm ready. Well, let's go. Anyone can deal with victory 
Only the mighty can handle defeat. <laughs> Who said that? Where did that come from? Can't tell you. What's the origin of that? If statement? I tell you, you won't like it. You will reject it. <laughs> oh, that sounds like that does sound like something out of a Disney movie. I will tell you <laughs> something out of a Disney movie. Anyone can deal with victory, but only the the mighty, the 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 powerful, can mm. handle losing sometimes mm. you know it's easy to be a good winner it's not so easy to be a good loser yeah generally that takes virtue it takes strength that sounds you know sounds pretty good it's from milan isn't it it's hitler <laughs> oh gross <laughs> worse <laughs> even worse yeah even hitler uh broke something clock interesting <laughs> twice a day I don't even. I don't even actually think this is true. But uh, okay. if we appeal to the authority of the Bible and ask, can everyone really handle victory well? I think mm, we would learn nope. that. No. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I have about this one. I got one more for you before right. we're done for the day. Go the ahead. man who has no sense of history is like a man who has no ears or eyes. Oh. I would find that statement to be pretty accurate. That's not bad. I mean, what he's saying is if you don't know your history, you're blind. You're doomed to repeat it. You're grooming it. You're uh, groping in the dark. Yeah, that's right. I doomed think... to repeat it. Mm. That seems generally true. Yeah, now I'm scared to find out who said it, though. Hitler. <laughs> you just Googled Hitler quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, the Thinking Christian podcast, sponsored by the Nazi regime. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again so much for listening to this week's episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. Um, you can find all of our podcasts uh, wearechristchurch.com um, and slash media. You can also go to sermonaudio.com, search We Are Christ Church, all one word. Or you can find this and other podcasts that we're putting out via Christchurch um, on any podcast platform that you may be listening to, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, all those different places. You can search for The Thinking Christian. You can search for Rapture Radio. We've got tons of other resources there Household and Homestead. Household and Homestead. God and Government. God and Wisdom government. for All of Life. Man. It goes a, on and on. We've got a lot. We've got a lot of things out there. Thank you again so much for listening. Um, check out our other podcast feed. Leave us some reviews, please. Share with your friends. And uh, we hope this is a resource that can be there for you uh, for the long haul. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.